0: Um, We're here to tell you about us being on Stitcher. Did you hear the news? It's great news. It's really exciting for us. We're really, really, really happy. Um, It's like a big happy family. They had a Christmas party. Are you going to the Christmas party? Yeah, I'm going. Are you going? I don't know. You should come with me.
1: Okay. Please. I guess I'm going to the Christmas party. We're going to the Christmas party. No, you don't leave your house. The fam. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'll wear pants, maybe, potentially. (laughs) Um, If you guys don't know about Stitcher Premium, I'm here to tell you about it. Um, Not only can you listen to episodes of Don't Blame Me, like all of our episodes, ad-free, you can also hear exclusive bi-weekly bonus episodes on Wednesdays that are only available for you on Stitcher Premium. Only
2: available. Only.
0: They're not going to be up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's just exclusive for you guys who are on Stitcher Premium, and it's premium content. It's premium quality. It involves Melissa's dating life. Mm-hmm. It involves me taking over Melissa's <laughs> dating life mm-hmm. with her consent, kind of. It's
1: one hundred percent my consent. Okay, it's one hundred percent her yeah. consent.
0: I just think I think my idea of wanting to like hide when you have dates and bring people on and like maybe host a bachelor. Okay. Oh, okay. we can we can do all
1: that. We can do <laughs> whatever you want to do. We can do yes. all of
0: that. Yes. Yes because fulfilling my dreams of being a bachelor producer yeah guys if you want to try out such premium which you totally totally should we have something that you're probably going to be excited about it's a free month of such premium so you can test it out be like wow you're right i do really love having more melissa and megan Mm -hmm. there is never too much content from these two fabulous people us <laughs> go to stitcher oh, say premium. more Megan say we're more. the best we're awesome we both have hoop earrings in today mm-hmm. we're um, both wearing sweaters yes we're both we both have, have, jeans, have jeans on, on. <laughs> which is a big deal because yeah. I usually wear leggings um I didn't wash my hair um but yeah guys it's gonna be good so just go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code blame and you're gonna get a free month of stitcher premium that's a free month Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Ooh, don't talk about me I'm like, right here. <laughs> All three of us. Ho, ho, ho. 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 Perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, or ho, ho, ho. Um, guys, if you're not watching this, I mean, if you're listening to this, Merry Christmas. But after you listen to this, you should also watch it because we're not going to tell you what you'll see. Mm-hmm. But it's festive as fuck right. <laughs> so go watch it on youtube after you've listened to it you'll get a different sensory experience um welcome back to the podcast guys this is don't blame me the advice podcast and this is a festive as fuck episode because the holidays this one specific one happy christmas harry happy christmas ron <laughs> Oh, so good.
1: I'm not a potter. It's okay. There's only two lines. There's nothing <laughs> for you to say. I, anyway. I mean, I got what it was, but not a potter. You're not head. a potter No. Or a
0: pothead? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That sounds great right about now. Some weed? No. Okay. I got gotcha. you. You got nice it. You're there. um Okay, guys. This is an advice podcast. uh You have all been here before. Backed by popular demand as Ace Paul. Yeah. Thank you so much for demanding.
2: I feel so special. It was so much. It is
0: the most we've ever been requested for anyone back. Yeah, we were yeah. talking. About- I think
1: it's because you d- you weren't in all of season two, but you were in oh. two episodes yeah. of season one.
0: Leave the people wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, where is she? And yeah. I'm like around all the time, literally all the time. We were talking about that last night, where it was like you guys couldn't have picked a more attainable guest. <laughs> like it's like have Aslin back. I'm like sick. sick. <laughs> See her every fucking day. This is easy breezy. Can this happen? Yeah, I want to roll by. She rode with me here today. Yep. It was yeah. a good
2: time. And also, if this is in December, you. If you're oh, a Megan yeah. fan and not a fan of me, I apologize
0: because you're going to get a huge dose of me. All in all of my December content. All around. Which, if you guys aren't watching, go watch it. Um, so, guys, uh, check out our pajamas if you're watching. Melissa, would you like to describe yours? I have on. <laughs> a gray long sleeve mm-hmm. something heather gray heather, heather gray yeah.
1: yeah it's very soft it's and nice and it says resting grinch face on it where did you buy this <laughs> Target. recently oh, right yeah like yesterday that's amazing
2: because i have no pajamas because she I don't sleeps like in the clothes. nude hey mm-hmm. uh a son's wearing would you like to talk about your pants wearing? oh sure they're um they're a lovely plaid with uh, some small green stripes mixed in with mostly red and black and white. So the traditional Um, Christmas pants. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very traditional Christmas pants. Uh, They were inherited (laughs) uh, from Megan because she... Used to own these and then wash them, and then they were too short for her. But now they're perfectly lengthed on me. So. so if you
0: can just envision what they looked like on me the first <laughs> time I tried them after washing, it was like beyond caprice. They yeah. were not cute. And then I'm wearing um, just a classic buffalo plaid mm-hmm. with some great um, men's socks. All this is from Old Navy, not sponsored, but it was at one point, mm. <laughs> okay. which is why I have so much. Um, so, guys, you should be definitely watching this as well. But if you're listening, don't worry just close your eyes and picture it and then go watch it. Don't close your eyes. You're probably driving. So keep your eyes open. And then once you can sit down, watch the video with, uh, with the, your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I can. Um, okay guys. So, uh, who's ready to give some advice? I guess that's me. It is you. Yeah. And Melissa. I'm not going to give advice. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) um, if you guys, uh, have some Christmas drama, Maybe I mean it won't happen on Christmas this yeah. Christmas now. But I mean if you like holiday drama, you've got things happening in your life and you want to be on an upcoming episode, or not even want to be, because maybe you don't want your life to go to shit, but mm. you're like, I, I need some help because need it's happening it. without my consent, <laughs> which is usually how your life turns to shit. You're mm-hmm. like, I didn't ask for this. Um, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976 international. Uh listeners slash viewers. You can email us an audio file at Meganpodcast at gmail.com. So, um, without further ado, shall we begin? We We shall. shall. We shall.
3: Hi Megan, I am 22 and I've been dating my boyfriend for a year. I'm totally in love with him and we talk about being together forever all the time. My problem is with his family. They act like they love me, but his mom makes comments about my appearance and passively judges me often. For example, she tells me often that my boobs are too small, which he hasn't complained, so I'm not sure what the problem is. I'm not typically one to let someone make me feel bad about myself, so it's pretty easy for me to look past your comments. But his sister has become even more of a problem. She's completely obsessed with him, and it's weird. For one example, she got married recently and invited me to her lingerie shower, which was, first off, weird. Second of all, everyone was wearing pajamas, and she walks in the room wearing my boyfriend's T-shirt. She didn't ask. She just took it out of his closet like it was normal, and for the record, she still has it. I could go on and on, but my main question is how do I handle this jealousy I have towards my boyfriend's sister? He's the baby of the family, so I try to tell myself that's why his mom and his sister act this way, but it just drives me insane. She wants to be my friend and be close to me, but I just can't get past the fact that she has some creepy attachment to my boyfriend. If I talk to him about it, he gets defensive for obvious reasons because she's his sister, but I just can't get past it, and it makes me so uncomfortable to even be around her. Please help. Anything would be appreciated.
0: Ew. Ah. Oh, fuck this family. Oh, wait. Did she say how old she is? She's 22.
2: 22. 22. And
0: they've been together for like a year. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay. You're not going to like what I'm going to (laughs) say. I'm a little cutthroat recently, if anyone hasn't noticed. Um, You just like you can't really as much as like you want to change people and like make it make them see. How you see this, which like also just so you know, like you're, you, you've are you called into a podcast of people who have just like made stank faces and been like, yeah, we're on your side. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we fully agree with you. But I think if you've already tried to bring it up to him and it's like not changing and it's weird, that uncomfortable feeling that you have, like it's not really going to go away. I think like if you, if he's not sticking up for you to his mom and his mom saying that stuff, Melissa made the great comment of like you saying, like she's saying that her boobs are too small, like for what? Like <laughs> yeah. what are you <laughs> too small for? Right. Like, like they're like, that to me is just n- n- so negative and so mean that like him letting him, them do that and say that to you and him not like, not only not confronting them and making them stop, but like if they don't stop cutting them out, that just shows how much he truly cares about you. Um, and I think it's as much as you think think like a year in, like, this is great. Like, he's awesome. Like, I love him. We talk about a future together. I don't think like the family stuff isn't going to be, you're not going to win that. I've tried to win that battle. You won't win that battle. And you have to decide, like, do I want to suck it up and deal with this for the rest of my life? Or do I not want to? And you don't have to
2: like, and I know this has come up on a previous podcast where you guys have talked about like the family thing is so difficult because for all of us, we, if we have a relationship with our family, that's usually a relationship that's been lifelong. Yeah. And so for then someone else to come into your life, you are weighing those options of like, am I taking my family side or my partner side? And that's a much newer relationship Um, that, yeah, it's going to be difficult at any point if you're going to try and fight him on this and bring it up in any way that is going to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. It's really a really difficult spot. And I've known uh, when I was mo- in my teens, I knew a guy who was like this and it was really it was hard. It kind of like prevented a lot of things because his family was so per- like protective of him. And it makes you feel like you just can't win mm-hmm. if you're suddenly you're already losing when you walk in because the family's you're already made yeah, decisions about who you are because they're not you're not good enough for their kid.
0: Yeah, I think it's also just kind of like it's just like a weak guy move to like let Yeah, let mom and sister take
2: punches and not say anything. I think that's just the sign of like a partner who's not going to be supportive and useful in the future. (laughs) Useful. But you know what I mean? Like in in a circumstance where you guys get an apartment together Mm -hmm. or something, is he going to let your landlord say shitty things to you? Or like, is he going to get involved in other situations where that kind of thing really matters? And I've heard, um, you know, it's also important to think about the future. If you see a future with him, but now think about it. If you guys have kids and those people in your and those people life. are still in your life, are you going to let them make remarks like that to your children? Mm-hmm. And then are you going to still be okay having a partner or a husband who will stand by while those things are your children are criticized the same way you're criticized? Um, or also, you know, in 20 years, do you want to still be going over to their house for Thanksgiving or whatever holiday and feeling left out because yeah. they won't accept you?
0: And I think like there's like no matter what, like I've never known anyone who hasn't kind of struggled, especially like as the girlfriend with like the boyfriend's family. Like it's hard and it's definitely like there's some shit that just kind of comes with the territory of that. But it's only to an extent like it's like that, like mother-in-law or like your boyfriend's mom thing, like it should be purely not should be like it typically is like purely passive aggressive but if you get to a point where she's like making direct comments about you and he's not sticking up for you he can't defend that because so much of what happens is i guy be like you're reading too much into it you're reading yeah. too much into it he the cards have been laid out on the table and if he's not changing anything about it i wouldn't it's the same way that you wouldn't let someone in your life talk about him like that he shouldn't do that like not even a gender thing like that you're a girl and he's a guy but like if he's taught if people in his life are talking about you in a way that you wouldn't let people like you'd stop your friends or your family from talking about him in that way. Realize he's not doing that. And Mm -hmm. there are partners who will do that for you. And you don't need you shouldn't be with somebody who you have to tell them over and over and over again. Like, by the way, please don't let your mom say that, like, make comments about my appearance and my boobs are too small. And
2: this is really hard because I I wish there were I feel bad because I'm not really giving <laughs> advice. We're just saying like, oh, he and his whole family kind of suck. Yeah. And I wish there was constructive advice to give here. And I would if the circumstances were maybe a little different, if it was something about like there were cultural differences or it was like a specific activity that the family always did together, if you could somehow find a way to find some common ground. But her making remarks about your body, like, I'm not going to turn around and tell you to get a boob job or yeah. something like That's just a fucked up thing to say to mm-hmm. you. And she is an adult woman who's raised children should know that. And it's not her place to say anything. And it seems like, The sister also has some
0: like has grown up with some weird boundary issues. And it just feels like they're trying to hurt you and sabotage you. I don't know what you could do better. Yeah. And I don't think and I think if it wasn't your it wasn't a comment about your boobs would be a comment about something else. Like I think the goal from them is to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't know what the fuck is up with the sister. That brother sister relationship thing is now like blowing my mind. Hella weird that there's like that kind of that sort of issue there. I think like. Especially when it comes to the mom or whatever, like if you're if this is like detrimental to you and making you feel shitty, which if it was me, I would totally feel like that. It's it's not worth it because like you can't fix it you didn't do anything wrong in the situation like nothing that you're doing is wrong it just sounds like they're looking for reasons to hate you and to push you away so you can be the evil like villain bitch who dumped their son as opposed to them telling their son hey like we don't no one's good enough for our son we don't want you to date we want to keep you in a bubble forever like they're trying to be like cool to him and then push you away and make that, you know what I mean? Like make that happen. Like they're trying to orchestrate a breakup that comes from your side, not his. And not that I'm saying he wants to break up with you. I mean, they're like, it's like they're just fucking trying to sabotage your relationship.
2: And I wonder if he's had any other long-term relationships before this, if you can bring it up to him in a constructive way, just say like, hey, like if you have had previous girlfriends, has this been an issue with you Mm -hmm. guys before? Have you felt that kind of pressure? Do you notice it? Um, Or if this is his first like long serious more serious relationship maybe that's also a big thing is that now the family's getting so reactive because
0: they've never had to deal with it before but I mean like the fact that like she brought it up to him and like he's like not doing anything about it like the point of like you have to be explicit that's something that like Mm -hmm when it gets to this point, which I've had to do this, where it's like, no, your mom said this about me. Like, this isn't just me having like a feeling. And like, there's been some like comments that could be construed like this. And they like, it took until me saying like, no, no, this is what so-and-so said about me. This is literally verbatim it until like, there starts to be some recognition there. But even then it might not necessarily change. And you need to know that, know that like, and I, I like, it sounds stupid to say like, talk to your friends about it too. But like, you're able to survey your friends and like the, you've actually kind of done this by calling to the podcast. We're telling you that the relationship is strained between the like mother and like boyfri like sons, girlfriends or whatever. But like, this is a different level. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing know that we're saying that this is like reached an extreme level that like isn't, it's showing that your boyfriend's care, like who, who his loyalties lie with and like who he's going to let talk, who's who, who he's okay with like treating a certain way and like having everyone in his life treat a certain way. Um, But like, yeah, if you had talked to your friends about this, I promise you that people will say that these relationships are hard, but like you've reached that. This is way past that point. Like now it's just like vile and mean and intentionally trying to hurt you um and then him not doing anything is just being like okay so do you want me to like break up with myself because (laughs) like what is it it just seems to me like a very weak move and a year into a relationship is not that long I don't want to sound like a negative person but like don't I don't want you to feel like oh we've talked about the future I've talked about the future with so many guys I've dated not like real real future all the time but like I don't know, like enough that like you you can see that with multiple people. Yeah, and I shouldn't
2: think- sacrifice your well-being for the sake of the future you've imagined for yourself with that person. Yeah. Because that's not important enough. You can always rebuild and come up with a new future with someone else mm-hmm. that is going to treat you better and put you
0: first. Yeah. And there's there's so much about like feeling ready and capable and thinking about a future. It doesn't really have to do with your partner. It has to do where your mindset's at and your mindset might've been there and you felt like good and accomplished. And you felt like you kind of had a handle on everything and it just happened to coincide with being in a relationship with this guy. But that doesn't mean that that feeling of like security and like seeing a future that doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't live and die with him. Like that sense of maturity comes from you And as like you get older and you like, like grow up, like you're going to be able to see like, there's so many people have a, there's so many single women just in general, raising children who have decided they want to have a family. Like you can, that sense of like wanting to like have a future doesn't rely on like having a partner to necessarily do that with like you can see it with a specific partner but i think more than anything you're gonna realize that that's so much more about you and we're also going way past like (laughs) into
2: the far future you're only 22 it's like I would actually love uh, for you to call back. I want to hear yeah. more context. If you like, do like talk to your boyfriend more or mm-hmm. confront the mom? What happens? What goes on? Oh my god! Are you
0: going to confront the mom? Yeah, do it. I Throw out. Mean... <laughs> 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 no. Wow. Listen, yeah. that that's Is that, you know? that your thing now? No, as I'm as absolutely you? kidding. No, I think okay. we just unless, of, of course, right you here. want yeah. to.
2: I don't know. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like you're sure she's a mother figure, an adult, and you're 22. And I know even at 24, I have this feeling of like not quite being an adult yet, mm-hmm. but you are an adult and you also are a person and you deserve respect and she's not respecting you. And so if standing up for yourself
0: is the thing you feel you need to do, fucking do that. Yeah. Con- confrontation is cathartic. Mm-hmm. My living, my last words <laughs> before I die in a fist fight. No, I mean, if I were, if I, honestly to like give you that kind of like bad older sister advice or bad cousin, I feel like your sister would like cares more about like, I mean, I care about you, but I just mean like your sister like <laughs> thinks about, consequences more as your ba- like bad older cousin i would just fully retaliate like the second the, ne- the next time she says something like get yourself invited to dinner go over to dinner the next time she says something and she says like your boobs are too small and you'll be like really like what like how would You're- you re- well, how do you think yours are i feel yeah. like yours are a little too big i think your ankles are too big <laughs> yeah like i would literally just retaliate oh or God. the sister like wearing a boyfriend's shirt and i would literally like make a joke of being like okay cersei wearing his shirt like make a fucking joke about incest <laughs> like that's like a fight i'm like a i'm an i'm I'm also a It's so like fight fire with fire kind of a thing. But like at a certain point also, if he wants to make that claim of being like, it's all innocent and fun and you're like, is it innocent and fun? If I participate, does it also still remain innocent and fun? And I think then you can kind of see, maybe there's a double standard. Yep. Maybe they're allowed to talk about you like that, but that'll definitely be strategy number two. I think oh, that's uh, like, mediation you might break first. Up, just by the way, <laughs> like that might be like, if you're okay and you've like, then you know what? We might end this. If you want to go out in flames, I feel like that's it, <laughs> man. Happy holidays guys. So man, <laughs> <Merry> fucking gracious. <laughs> Uh, Should we go on to the next?
4: I'm 19. Um, I'm currently listening to your podcast with Hannah, and it just made me realize that I need to finally call in and ask about this question. So I am currently in a relationship. I've been with my girlfriend for a little over two years. And the major thing that's going on in our relationship currently is that she has very bad OCD, PTSD, depression, anxiety, all of that mess and for like the majority of our relationship i've been like her sole happiness like if i'm not happy she's not happy she thinks something's wrong and then you know we end up getting an argument because she thinks like i'm being distant and then i have to end up apologizing because i'm just like oh no i'm not distant and like i'm not really capable of being open about having bad days and like recently i'm trying to get into nursing school and so it's just been really really hard emotionally with my anxiety and depression like that i've had previously years past it's coming back now and i've just realized that like i'm trying to stay above water with everything in my life and my relationship also isn't helping me um i had a conversation with her and i was like hey i'm going to counseling i just got put on antidepressants like I'm going to try to do whatever I can, but I don't know if this relationship is fulfilling me in the way that it should, as far as like me getting better. And I'm very like independent cause I'm an only child. So like for me to get better, I need to be on my own. And I mean, I think that she kind of understood it, but like mostly it just seemed like she was crying cause she was sad that like our relationship was going to be over. And I understand, but I don't necessarily know how to like completely end it because I know in my head that I'm like done and I don't want to be in the relationship anymore. But when you're like dealing with someone who's like really sad and like, you know that they're not happy without you. Like after that conversation, my friend was rooming with her in college and she says like she comes home from school and all she does is cry. Like she can't even do her homework. Like me personally, I can't hurt somebody like that. And so knowing that, by breaking up with her, like it's going to cause all of that pain. And even though, like, her in the relationship is hindering me and my happiness, like, I keep living for her and other people. And I was just really needing advice on, like, how to let go because being in a relationship with someone who's, like, that emotionally, like, not okay is really, really hard. And it drains, like, me and me realizing, like, hey, I'm not doing so well. Like, I need to just focus on me, but I don't know how to focus on me without hurting her. Even though, like, I don't know, even necessarily know if I'm
0: in love with her
2: anymore. I know I love her, but... I feel like you kind of already know and you just want our permission Mm -hmm. to do this. Like, from the way you're talking about it, you're very self-aware and you know that it's hurting you being in this relationship. And, you know, what's best for you is to not be in it. But you feel guilty because there's someone else who's really been emotionally dependent on you. But you have to put yourself first. There is just no other answer or option there. Like your mental health is so important and it's just as important as hers. And you should be putting yourself first there. I understand completely the guilt and feeling bad about letting someone else sort of be left on their own. But she also has to learn a certain amount of independence and how to deal with her own emotions on her own. And Something also to remember, too, as much as, yeah, she might be crying and having a hard time with this breakup and her roommates telling you all that. Most people, even people without like who don't struggle Mm -hmm. with anxiety or depression are also heartbroken at the end of a two year relationship. They also cry and eat like ice cream out of a tub of like (laughs) it just is normal. And so you can't you can't let that guilt put you back in an unhealthy place because then neither of you are going to grow.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And exactly. I think, I think, you know, and the thing is, is like, as much as it seems like being with her is like, that's, what's going to help her. If you're not in love with her, it's just hindering her. Like in order to protect both of you, you got to break up with her and like fully do that. And as much as it feels like I'm the sole source for happiness and all of those things, as somebody who's been your girlfriend, like the last thing I would have needed is for like one of my exes to feel guilty and obligated and bad to stay there because that just makes me feel worse. Like that's like, and I know that, like, it's not like, I don't want to be with somebody. And again, the making this about me, whatever. Um, but like being, I don't want to be with somebody and no one should who, feels like they have an obligation to be there because my happiness relies on them. My hap, your happiness can only rely, it should never rely on somebody else, but it only ever would really rely on somebody else when you're truly happy. The second that it becomes pity, it's not going to help her. It's just going to make her feel worse and feel shittier. And even if in the moment it seems like this is a kind of a quick fix No matter what, if you guys had stayed together or not, like her mental health needs to become her priority and her responsibility. She's going to learn that anyway. She's going to learn that faster on her own. So if anything, you're doing her a favor and you're doing her own mental health a favor while helping yourself because you can't really grow mentally if you're going through that kind of stuff with another person because you have somebody else there. Like you have somebody who you can rely on and you have somebody who you can kind of invest your time and energy and so you don't have to focus internally. But when you have that time and that separation from there, she's going to learn how to like self-soothe it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a bait like a a I mean I don't know anything about like parenting and like crying it out and the (laughs) babies and stuff but like it's an important thing that people need to under people need to learn regardless like said, like regardless of like any sort of like mental health background I think like knowing that you know her you're friends with her roommate and everything like that I think like the most important thing overall is to know that she's like safe. So like, if that means that like you have like, like if you're in contact with like any of her other friends or like, if you guys have ever been to like a counselor together, like somebody else Because if you feel responsible and knowing like maybe she's like told you certain things like about like her mental uh, well-being that she's never told other people and you feel nervous or responsible for her well-being because you're the only one who knows something. And then if you're not in her life and no one else knows, you're afraid of like something she might do to someone else or to herself. So you need to relinquish that responsibility and that control onto somebody else who is professionally equipped to do that. I don't, I don't care if it, as somebody who suffers from like mental health problems, like I don't care if it sounds shady. Like if someone did this to me and I was in the position, like sure. Like bring me to a counselor and have a counselor know and someone check in on me. If I'm in school, talk to my school counselor, talk to my roommate, like talk to my, like talk to someone in my life who can also then check in on me. They don't have to tell me that that's why they're checking in, but just so you can relinquish some of that I don't know, feeling like you're the only person who knows something. Cause I had friends who stayed in relationships with um, like the other friends of mine who were also dealing with mental health issues. And like, we were all like, why are you like, you guys aren't good for each other. Why are you staying? And he finally admitted he's like, she was suicidal. And like, mm-hmm. I was really afraid if I had left, like I didn't want to tell anybody, but I didn't, I didn't, I was afraid if I left, something would have happened. And if it would be my fault because I didn't do anything. And um and oh sorry we trigger warning to that I'm so I should have can into the show notes. But uh but yeah, and so that was something for uh that like once he we were able to contact her family and like let them know and we were like you need to end this because this is like really hurting you and in turn you're hurting her like she's not getting she can sense that you're not all there and like it's she's and is still relying
2: solely on you to do that emotional work for her and she's not figuring out her own thing I'm not saying that she's gonna just wake up one day and have a journey that's like Mm -hmm. quick Uh, who knows how long it'll take her but the main thing here is that it's not your responsibility and it's not a question of you know if you were stronger or in a better emotional place you could
0: do it you're Mm -hmm. not weak for not being able to handle her stuff as well as yours no she's the only one who can handle it no relationship that she'd be in is gonna be able to handle it like she needs to get a good grasp and control on it and then she's able to be in a relationship but until she's there this was this will happen in any relationship it's not any a weight that anyone else should carry I think it's like when when you're like what do we, what do I always what do I say uh, like functioning if I'm like I'm like we want to be a functioning depressed person like mm. and in a relationship there are certain things and certain things that I need out of a relationship or certain ways that like on a day-to-day can like help with this thing that I constantly struggle with but like if I'm in the worst place ever it's not anyone else's responsibility for me to get like, to get out of that except for me, because if I don't learn how to do that and that person's gone, how am I going to know how to do it? Mm -hmm. And I think you want, it's empowering for her to give her the chance to really come through this on the other end. And then I think just don't, and I've like made this mistake before, but like breaking up with somebody and then like talking to them afterwards and like still having like a, don't check in on her. Like as much as you you're doing that for, you think you're doing that for her and you might be, it's just going to make it worse. Like, cause Cut then
2: you're also off. still performing the same function you were before, but now getting even less emotional mm-hmm. support than you were for yeah. yourself. Because now you've just taken yourself out of the role of girlfriend and turn yourself into like text yeah, therapist. therapist who checks in and that, is still leaving that weight on your shoulders, so and it's
0: backtracking from her thinking hmm. that you're you're giving an inch and it's going to be like oh this is this it's like this the, the anytime anyone gets like broken up with or anything or you finally start to get over it it's like suddenly you start seeing them places and like out of the blue it's like they knew you were doing good and they just started to text you so I think um, because it's not really it's these kind of breakups suck because you obviously still care about her and you don't hate her you also kind of have to let her hate you if she wants to hate you and like you've got like you've got that your her roommate who you're friends with and like that does make the situation sticky and complicated but i think right now you just you know you've said this you really know just like be the big person in the situation let her hate you if she wants to vilify you fine if that's what she needs to do to get over this and like go through this journey but prioritize your own mental health and then by doing that your fear of not taking care of her that will take care of her like by you prioritizing you you're going to be a better partner to whoever you're going to be with and she's going to learn how to be a better partner to somebody else
1: yeah and i'll also put um a link in the show notes with um information on how you can help family and friends cope with mental health issues hi Megan, so i'm
5: 23 years old and um Kind of been like a sticky situation between my best friend, who's also my roommate and um, a guy that I really have feelings for. So, you know, it's one of those things that my best friend doesn't like him at all. And I knew that they basically, from what I understood, like I knew that they had made out twice, like ages ago. But that was where she and I were friends and I had feelings at the same time, but that was very, you know, much in the past. Basically, um, she's been really unsupportive lately about me talking to him um and hey he's actually coming up to be be my date to a wedding um and basically she's been really aggressive saying she wants to hit him with her car like if he's banned from the house if um you know he's in the house she'll call the police and i confronted her and basically was like why are you still like this because it hurts my feelings that you're not being supportive of you know eventually being with somebody i want to be with and she basically said because she actually used to have feelings for him, and she never got closure, and she's really upset and she's really hurt by him, and she just doesn't want to deal with him. And I guess my question is, what do I do? Because I've wanted to be with him a really long time, and I think that's potentially going to happen. And but I don't want to lose her, or alienate her. I feel really stuck.
0: And hmm. in this moment, we lost another caller. <laughs> um. I think no matter
2: what, this is going to be an either-or situation, and you just have to decide what's more important to you. I don't want it to be judgmental, because honestly, I don't know your friendship with this roommate. Maybe you guys weren't always that close, and... Mm -hmm. now you're happy to move out and you really think this guy could be the one I don't know like I don't I I know I'm
0: not talking I'm personally (laughs) I'm
2: personally usually on the side of like female friendships I think you should put those first because I think it's important to cultivate those and have those in your life as opposed to the chance of a relationship when those when that's a maybe and the Mm -hmm. friendships are for sure I think that's the thing to do but at the same time I don't want it to be a judgmental thing of like, you can never be, you can never have love, like throw that away simply for this reason. Um, But I think, yeah, you just kind of have to weigh your options here and decide what you want to do moving forward, because there is no way to have both. You're Mm going to hurt somebody here.
0: Yeah. I, that's exactly you. You, no matter, you don't get both. You don't get to keep the friend. You don't get to keep the guy. Um, So, Here's what I'll say. I've done some (laughs) shitty things in my life. So I'd say one of the prime, so uh, two examples, um, one in high school, uh, my friend had a crush on a guy for a really, really, really long time. And she had dated people in between, but he was kind of always like a guy that she had a crush on. And, uh, but it was, I, I knew she had a crush on him, but like nothing had ever happened between them. So I was able like in my head, got fucking wasted and hooked up with him one night. And I didn't tell her. He told her because he's a fucking dick. Great kisser, though. <laughs> Great kisser. One of the few guys I've ever made out with where I was like, I would like to have sex with you just for making out with you. Usually it's like, you don't get that feeling, but I was like, wow. Um, she was like, so, so, so mad at me. And immediately, as soon as I found, like, as soon as I woke up the next morning, because I was like drunk at a party, as soon as I woke up the next morning, I felt so guilty because even though that drunk night, I could justify it in my head. I was like, fuck no. If this like if I had been her, if like this, if I was a situation, if this was like a guy that I had a crush on or had a thing with or whatever, like I would be super hurt. And like him and I weren't even anything. But it took even just that, me making out with a guy that she had ne- like she had never even been with, but she had like a crush on took us months to recover in our friendship. And Mm -hmm. I like never spoke to him again. And I felt super guilty. And then another time this happened to me, I was really young when this one happened. um, And it was this girl that I was friends with and she had a crush on this guy, but it was a very similar thing. They had like talked for a little bit and then they stopped and then like I didn't really even wasn't close with her at the time that it happened. Him and I started talking and she just started getting really hostile to me. I asked her why it was. And it's because she had feelings for him. And she was like, I don't want you to date him. Like you have to choose between the two of us. I chose him. He didn't choose me because he found out that she had said that. And he's like, I would never want to do that to you as friends. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my fucking God, I picked you. And you picked my friendship with her that you have nothing invested in. Mm -hmm. And I never felt more like a fucking idiot And so stupid. Her and I never be like, we're never friends again after that because she knew I didn't pick her. And this guy made me feel like a shitty woman, like a shitty feminist, because even like at that young we're like 14, he picked our friendship because he was like, whoa, I don't want the pressure on me of knowing that you gave up a friend for a chance of us being together. Like, Mm. and he, we were both like talking about like, we both had liked each other, but he was like, I don't, I don't want to be the reason why you lose a friend. And like, I think that needs to be your mindset here is like a <laughs> karma's a fucking bitch like as much as like she I think like you were able to justify this in your head because you like him and I don't think it's necessarily based on her actions I think like if you really thought about it if you hadn't had feelings for him And you like, then she had a history with him. He probably would have already been off limits, but because you found him attractive and you kind of had a thing for him, you were able to overlook the thing he had with somebody else. Um, And I think it's just, yeah, like you said, like, it's not like, I'm not one to say like, Oh my God, if he's your true love, but like imagine if you were in the situation and it was like one of his guy friends had like, you had, he had a thing with you. He might not pick you. Like he might not pick he you might, over yeah. his friendship. He might pick over he might, might pick a friendship over it. And you making that call puts so much more pressure on the relationship right off the bat of being like, mm-hmm. already we're on date one and I've lost my roommate and my friend just going on this one date with you. And that's so much writing on that that even if he's the greatest guy ever he's not really going to be able to live up to the fact that he needs to be the best boyfriend and replace a friend. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's just a lot putting on him. And again, karma, but also like, I'm not, I don't know. I I hate giving the advice of being like, when people hear about you doing this, like (laughs) you, there's not a huge amount of defense For you. But also what's
2: funny is I feel like if the roommate were calling in, we would have different advice for her. Like we wouldn't be like, wow, you're like your friend sucks. I feel like the advice we would give her would be like, you should try to like move on and do and do these things. But at the same time, right now, because you can't dictate how she feels, you just have to take her feelings, how how she has them right now and take those into account. And that's how you are a good friend, is by not trying to change people or tell them how they should feel mm-hmm. just by accepting how she does feel and see that that causes her pain and not want to cause her that pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And deal. yeah,
0: it just, you just have to make the choice because like, yeah. It, it, and I get right. If, if, if this was the roommate calling in, I would be like, I would tell her exactly how, like me saying, talking to the roommate saying, tell her exactly how you feel and tell her that like, if you guys are going to be together, I don't want to be a part of this because it really does hurt me. And then walk away from the friendship. That's the advice I'd give your friend. Like, I, that's what I'd like, give to her.
1: Chill the fuck out and don't call the police or hit <laughs> people. Yeah, at don't heart. do that.
0: That kind of threat I is I think, a like, lot. I mean, it also to me sounds like he must have, like, ghosted her or done something that yeah. made her feel like, not ghost, because Melissa and I are big fans of ghosting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, <laughs> made her feel led on by someone. Yeah, some made her account. feel like have a lot of, because, like, it's like not just sadness. She has, like, a lot, of, a like, lot of anger mm-hmm. and, like, you someone has to do something to make you angry. You don't just show like wake up angry. You can wake up sad. You don't wake up like angry. There needs to be something that sparks that. At least maybe I don't know. Maybe one day I'll wake up just like the Hulk. Um, <laughs> I hope <laughs> Always God the angry. shit I would do. Um, <clears throat> but I think like you just need to know that going into this, there's no way that you get both. And you have to mm-hmm. pick. And also know your, if your relationship fucking tanks. If you pick him, the relationship tanks. She might not be there. You pick her. Later on down the road, you might have a friendship moment where she does something. You guys stop being friends. Like that. It's just going to whatever happens is going to happen. But you can't control people's reactions when when you want to continue to do those those actions. If you want to prevent those reactions, you can't do the actions. But then if you're going to do something, you just have to live with the consequences of that and not try and orchestrate how someone's going to feel to something.
2: Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's not great. Maybe it was a fluke thing that, like, you guys are destined to
0: be together. I don't really. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm kind of the feeling, like, if you fuck over one of my friends or you hurt one of my friends, like, I'm not going to touch you with a 10-foot pole. Like, you're probably but also, the same that's thing, the thing. To
2: We don't know if it was, like, that she actually got fucked over or yeah. maybe, like, yeah. it just
0: was a situation where
2: they talked for a minute or and now she has were. like really deep feelings yeah. and he is apologetic but isn't interested mm-hmm. and i don't know you guys get married and invite us to your wedding yeah. that's chill true
0: yeah i say sit on it too i say wait on it and rotate mm. but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but i just mean like if you really really wait on it he might get bored and want to leave and then you'll realize like oh he's not like he's not sticking around that much mm-hmm. i don't mean like so I'm just, yes, i just it's dick sloppy toppy <laughs> okay guys it's time for a quick break and we'll be right back Raise your hand if you like food. Are you raising your hand right now? Lol, <laughs> well, but same. Guys, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Sun Basket. And if you guys don't know what Sun Basket is, they offer 18 weekly recipes, including paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, and more, all delivered to your door. And they take care of all of the details, so it's so much easier to take care of yourself. I'm a huge fan of mindful eating and self-care in general but especially when it comes to food and I know that that can be so hard for people to maintain or become creating a new habit with that it can be so difficult and such a unknown kind of playing field so Sunbasket really makes it super super e- easy. They make it easy to cook can- healthy, convenient food, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Just go to Sunbasket app and pick from the 18 weekly recipes. Easily dishes to cook like Buddha bowls with braised tofu, soba noodles, and cashew lime dressing. Or for me, there's like this chipotle shrimp one that's like so, 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 so incredibly good. There's paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian options, and more. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. Everything is pre measured and delivered to your door so you can get a healthy and delicious meal on the table in as little as 15 minutes. Guys, if that didn't sell you, like, does that not just like scream, hey, this is like so, Megan? I am a huge fan of cooking. I love cooking. I love trying new recipes. And I can definitely get into a rut of just doing like the same things over and over and over again. So not only was this incredibly easy and fun for me as somebody who even knows how to cook, like, it was expanding my palate and being like, oh, wow, yeah, I haven't thought about doing this together. So that was really fun. But also, This is something that I can push off onto Mott's to do and he can cook dinner this way. It's so, so, so incredibly simple and the directions are all laid out there. So if you like live with somebody and you're usually the one who cooks and sometimes when they they offer to cook, you're like, cool, well, I'm just going to like stand over your shoulder and like give you instructions the whole time and like want to take over. But for this, that's what Sunbasket does. So I can just like relax and watch TV and have him cook me dinner. And it only takes like 15 minutes. It's so good, guys. I'm a huge fan, especially... I, I, I don't know. I, I love organic foods and I love being able to know that like the meats and the seafoods and all the food that I'm putting in my body is responsibly sourced and ethical and all of that. So please go to sunbasket.com blame to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com blame for $35 off sunbasket.com blame. Boot season has finally arrived, at least in LA. It's finally here because it's never cold here. This is the perfect opportunity to be the fall fashion trendsetter you always dreamed of without spending millions of dollars to do it because, I mean, I don't have a million dollars to you if you do. Lend assist to some. Live up to your style potential with a membership at JustFab.com. Millions of women say that JustFab is their go-to site to see what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. When you visit the site for the first time, you take a style quiz, and JustFab personalizes your shopping experience, so your favorite styles can rise straight to the top. You can shop as a guest or become a JustFab VIP. What is a VIP, you may ask? Well, becoming a VIP is by far the best way to shop. VIPs save up to 30% off retail prices and gain access to tons of other exclusive perks, which you know your girl loves an exclusive perk. I'm a huge fan of Just Fab. I have honestly, over the years, I've had so many different pairs of shoes and accessories and things from them. I am very into their boots right now. Guys, they have some like crushed velvet thigh-high-heeled boots. And I don't know where I'm going to wear them, but I'm going to wear them. I'm going to make it happen. Maybe it's like a New Year's look for me, you know, sitting at home watching the ball drop. There's so much cute stuff. There's active wear, but I am obsessed. Even the rain boots. It doesn't rain in LA, but, you know, of course I needed them. It's time to step up your boot game. If you go to justfab.com blame now and sign up as a VIP, you'll get your first style for as low as $10. That's justfab.com blame to get your first style for as low as $10. Justfab.com blame. Blame. okay guys we are back from our break and we are hopping into the rest of the couch
6: hi megan i'm 21 years old from australia and i've been with my boyfriend for a year now um and everything's all good there's just this one little thing that i struggle with and i never used to have a problem with this about eight months ago until about eight months ago when I noticed he had commented on this raunchy photo of a girl on Instagram and she was like some porn model, I don't know, on Instagram. And he had commented something really inappropriate on it.
0: I'm come on your text. Um, like anyways, what? So we had a
6: fight about it and he felt really bad and said it was stupid and he, that he'd never do again. Um, but I feel like since this happened, there's like this trust that I've struggled with. And like an insecurity, like I, I just can't stand if I ever see him liking other girls photos on Instagram, like as in selfies types and girls in their bathers or just, you know, those type of photos. And I've told him that I don't like it and that it makes me feel shitty about myself and that, you know, why does he need to like it? Can't he just scroll past it? Why does he have to actually hit like, um, and anyways, I've asked friends how they feel about it, and some are like, you know, I totally agree with you. They don't have to like it. They don't even need to follow them. So what? What? Why are they even popping up? And then some other friends are like, that's silly. It's stupid. Like that means nothing. So don't even worry about it. But I don't know. I just feel like why? Why do you have to like it? You know? Why do you have to like other girls' selfies on Instagram? Is this stupid that I worry about it or is this something boyfriends just shouldn't do? I just want to know.
2: Okay, so I think think this one sort of is in two parts because, well, gosh, we have like, there's so many different perspectives on this one because on the one hand, I totally get you. I was like talking to a guy for a minute and then we followed each other on Instagram and then on the newsfeed of like what people like it was just him liking asses all day <laughs> long and i was like i'm just it's not even a question of like not liking your choices i'm just now not interested in you yeah, this is so it's, weird. Weird. It's, it's so fucking weird it's it's so public it's yeah. so public you're just I think, liking porn I think people all day forget long that you can see yeah. everybody's likes it's so bizarre and So in that way, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I totally am with you. I think it's weird. And I think like, I think porn is totally healthy. And I think like, that's okay. It's just ends up being strange when it's so public like that. And it's shared with all your friends that like, you're liking these people's photos and commenting, which seems like you make a comment to be seen. That's the only reason you comment on things. And so that's a little bizarre. And I totally am with you in being bothered by that. But on the flip side, once you get into like, his friends who like take selfies and things like that that is like a more gray area because you don't know how like Mm -hmm. if it's just an innocent like oh it's my friend and she's posting a picture of herself smiling like that's a nice thing or is it that he's interested in them like that one is a little bit more difficult and then at the same time I you can have the argument that the like anyone who's sort of a, an influencer on Instagram or like a porn star or someone is a less attainable person. And so that's almost a safer like than the friends. Mm-hmm. So it is a difficult thing. I get where you're coming from, but I have been there and I think it's weird.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, it's like I've been in the situation where like I've like dated people who I've then like seen that they've like, just like liked a bunch of like porn stuff or whatever. And it just makes you feel weird. I think the biggest thing is, the public factor of it. And like my argument yeah. to it, I was like, I mean, okay, if you want to watch porn for sure, if you want to look at these girls profiles, sure. But like, just know that like my friends follow you. Like yeah. this makes me look bad. Like this makes me look bad. Like this makes it look like it just may, I don't, I don't like the idea that like people think like, Oh my, like my friend's boyfriend's looking at this. I wonder if they're in an open relationship. I wonder like, I just don't want people hmm. like you're including me in a narrative when you do something publicly like that. Um, and then I would also say like, I think the comment thing, exactly the same thing. Like comments is the intent to be seen. And the biggest thing though, is the fact that like, this hasn't changed. Like he's still liking people's things like that if anything, like the moment you said, and he was apologetic, like the moment you did this, like this shouldn't have happened again. Like, mm-hmm. like there shouldn't be in like, and I don't know if like, he's still like, it sounds like he's still liking things that aren't. But now is it just, just that he, if he's
2: liking like, just girls' photos in general, but yeah. now you're feeling insecure about it. So
0: let's say like he's still liking pictures in general of like influencers or like anyone who's like, and I don't like the term like Instagram thought or whatever, know, but someone I'm who's trying to be like Instagram body models, positive, but at the same models. time yeah. Oh, we know some in real life, and they've got yeah. great acid Like they're fit, gorgeous. Like they I'm like, one hundred percent. This is like <laughs> you're working for it. Like I see how many squats you do. You're doing great things, but like. If it's if he's still liking those kinds of pictures from people from like those kinds of pictures, regardless of who the, they're from, I think that needs to be like that should be the issue because yeah, you've it's already still brought a disregard it
2: up. For, yeah, yeah, how you and feel. then
0: that's showing like cool how much you care about me. I feel this makes me uncomfortable, and you're not changing it. And then when it comes to like friends' photos and things like that, you know deep down what's like the things that are bad and the things aren't. Like, Hmm. you can look at a picture and know, like, this is me being insecure because it's, like, just another girl. But then there's ones that you look at and you have that gut feeling that you're like, no, this is not a picture he should like. Like, I have, like, guy friends of mine, if I post a picture in a bikini, won't like it Hmm. because they have girlfriends. And they're like, I'll like and comment on any of your other pictures, but, like, probably not going to like and comment on the picture of you and your ass out because, like that's what the picture's about. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't fault them. I'm not like, well, I didn't like my picture. Like, that's so mean. (laughs) Like, I don't think that's weird. I understand that. Like, just the same way that like, I probably wouldn't like, I don't know, like, like a picture of like, I would feel uncomfortable as fuck if like Leo posted a picture of him like self like self (laughs) shirtless like flexing and like doing something. I'd be like, oh, I'd probably like weird mood like that kind of a (laughs) thing. Like I think like that line can be drawn somewhere. And I think, you know, looking at what pictures make you feel a certain way versus don't like if it's a picture of your mutual friends and like. There at a beach, but if it's a picture of like four girls in like bikinis in Vegas, and all of the comments are other guys saying that they look hot, and it's not like a birthday party, mm. it's not something that has like an innocent meaning where it just so happens to have girls in it who are attractive that you find a little intimidating. If the entire, if the goal of the photo, which if it's a thirst trappy photo, I oppose that. If it's a thirst trap photo and he's liking it and commenting, even if it's a friend. I think there he doesn't like nobody needs like it's one like they don't need his like so fucking bad. They haven't asked him like follow for follow like for like like he's not contractually obliged to like all these other like women's photos. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if he's got like friends who are girls or like like cousins or anything like that, I don't think you should worry about him having any sort of other female interaction. But I think you probably know deep down which are the ones that make you uncomfortable. And there's probably a reason why they do. Your gut instinct's usually not wrong. Uh, On to the next.
7: So I'm 17 and I have a really messy family situation. And the only people that I go to for advice is my family. And I really need somebody outside of that that can just look at the facts and tell me what I should do. So about last year, my parents got a divorce and I was super okay with it. Because from about the age that I was 12, my dad had told me that the only reason why he ever stayed with my mom was because of me and he didn't want me to have divorced parents. But having them together, they were constantly fighting and it was just a lot. And I actually talked to them and I told my dad that if he wanted to get a divorce, it was okay with me and I'd rather them do that because it was just, a healthier environment for me. And so they did do that. And um, I found out by snooping on my dad's Facebook, which I know I probably shouldn't have been doing, that he was sleeping with my um, brother's wife at the time. And uh, he had been texting I found out for my sister that he was texting a lot of girls, and my sister's about 30, that he was texting other girls that she went to school with, trying to have sex with them and being really creepy. And so I stopped talking to my dad for a while because it made me really uncomfortable that he cheated on my mom with my brother's wife. And recently, um, this year, They got into a big fight. My dad and his wife, or frick, my dad and my brother and his wife got into the fight because my brother found out that my dad was cheating, or that his wife was cheating, that they were sleeping together. And uh, the police were called, and it was a really big ordeal. And now I don't know what to do, if I should stop talking to my dad. or It's just really uncomfortable, and I don't want to have to choose sides. Please help. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's a
1: clusterfuck.
0: It is a clusterfuck. I relate to certain parts of the story, not all of them. (sighs) I hate to say that, like, you have to choose sides. And you don't necessarily have to. But then not choosing a side. You have to get theme of everything. You're not going to. If you are okay, if you still want to have your dad in your life, I don't fault you at all. Yeah. At all. Because A, yes, this is totally a shitty thing. This doesn't really have anything to do with him parenting you and him being your dad. Like, this is a shitty move and parents can be shitty people. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, if he's still a positive person in your personal life and he's, like, a good person for you to be around and that you really benefit from and you really like to be around, then I say don't pick a side. But if you feel really bad about this and you don't like this and you feel obligated to have a relationship with him because he's your dad in spite of this and in spite of the fact that maybe he wasn't a really great dad and you feel like because he's your like paternal fault, like he's your
2: father. Yeah, it's a, some sort of societal thing that you have yes. to keep up a relationship with him. If that's
0: the feeling in your brain,
2: don't no, do it.
0: Because your, your own... like your parent, like whoever raised you is your parents, like whoever gave birth to you and like who's ever DNA made you. Maybe those are also the people who raised you and they get to be your parents. But sometimes those are just fucking people who had sex, had a baby. You showed up here and they chose not to parent you and somebody else did. And then your responsibilities and your loyalties lie to the people who've cared for you and loved you and been really good influences and role models in your life. And like applause to you for being so mature. And like you have handled this so gracefully and we applaud you here. And any parent, if you're listening and you want to stay together because you think it is helping your kids, it's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't help your kids does not at all. Like they know, they understand you're just fucking them up more. (laughs) Like just do it. Um, so that's like really great for you. I think that's like a really impressive thing. Um, But I think also, again, because this isn't necessarily your battle, I think the first thing is talking to your brother and, like, having a conversation with him about this. I think he probably... He's, like, the most entangled in this Mm -hmm. and feels, like, the most betrayed. I think it'd be really great for your relationship to, like, really, like... To show him him. that you're
2: there for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, you might not... Um, you, you might be seeing a certain side of this situation. What sucks is like when you're like technically considered a kid, even as an adult, when parents are involved, you're only given little tidbits of information. So you might learn some things from your brother that might influence the decision you choose to make or choose not to make. And then also from there, um, giving him the, having you guys create a relationship. So if you choose to still have your dad in your life, you don't necessarily have to choose between him and your brother, or if you're going to do that, you're, you know what you're choosing, you know? So like Mm. get, talk to all the sides to know, okay, if I choose to not take a side, does that mean that my brother is not going to talk to me and I'm therefore taking my dad's side? Or if I choose to not take a side, are they both okay with that? Or is one, are, are they making an ultimatum that you have to pick between the two of them? Yeah. And from there you have to focus on, Who benefits your life the most and who who is who is the best person, most positive influence in
2: your life and who you want to keep around and who you want to continue to have a family with. And Mm -hmm. because it sounds like your siblings are really cool and you can have a full family with just them. You don't need Mm -hmm. to have your dad in your life if you don't want to. But Mm -hmm. also if you do want to and you feel kind of guilty about that because he's done bad things, that's also okay because it's your dad.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, you're no one's
2: gonna blame you for any choice that they that you make. Or if they do, it's probably coming from an emotional place. Like your brother might be kind of mad about it, but as long as you just explain as best you can to him why you're feeling the way you do, yeah, I think he has to understand.
0: As long as as somebody who comes from, I'm not gonna give too much away, guys, because my book comes out um, and you can read all of my life in there. But I really relate to, heavily to some of this, and as somebody who has chosen to not take a side in a family drama. I don't fault any person who's I mean, who's I've removed myself from the situation. So let me just Mm -hmm. say, like I've out of a family drama situation, I've removed myself and cut ties. I don't fault anybody who's in my life, who's remained in contact with those people who like whether it's their parents or not. Like, I don't fault that because whatever choice that I made was for my own mental health. And I know that anybody else is going to choose that and what's going to be the best for them. And there's no faulting that. So I think if your brother also knows, if your dad is a really great dad to you, maybe he was a shit dad to your brother besides this, which this is pretty much pretty fucking terrible. Mm. But like, I think that needs to be like, he would know. Do you know what I mean? Like he would know if he was a better dad to you than he was to him. And if you wanted to still have him in your life. But I think, I think also in this side, it's the same thing. I think I always say like, the people who got hurt are the people that you should be really reaching out to. So whether that's like your mom and your brother, I think those are the people that you need to really support and love because the people who did the things that broke up the family, they knew what they were doing. It wasn't necessarily an accident and everybody else was just caught in the crossfire and they didn't ask to be a part of it. So I think the more you can go at it with like really focusing time on like fostering those relationships then if you do choose to have your dad still in your life, you're not choosing your dad over them. Like they still feel feel loved and supported chosen him over them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like what you need to focus on. And I think taking the break from like seeing your dad was probably good for you. And then knowing like, yeah. And don't let anyone pressure you into like, Choosing a side, whatever it may be, yeah, and just
2: listen to your own feelings. It sounds like you are a very smart, self-aware, measured person, and Mm -hmm. I think if you just sit with the whole thing, I think you're going to choose the right thing and whatever. And that's and we're not saying that there's some secret right thing that we're hinting at. You choose what's right for you, and that's going to be the right thing.
0: You seem really, really chill. Yeah, Yeah. because parents can be shit people, and you don't have to deal with it just because they're your parents. Like sometimes, like. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. A lot of like world leaders who are terrible, like tyrants who had kids, but they have kids like, like you can be shitty and you don't have to. Yeah. You, you don't have to necessarily deal with that stuff, which I would say is a great lesson I learned (laughs) talking to your siblings. And if your siblings, especially your older ones who are like very much aware a Mm -hmm. little more aware and older as the whole situation went down if they're not talking to him and they feel really uncomfortable I think you got to sit down with your brother and your sister and be like tell me everything don't protect me I'm not the baby anymore tell me everything because if I decide that I want dad to be in my life I don't want to be the fucking idiot who did it because I didn't know all these other things Mm -hmm, if I'm going to do it I want to know that I know everything and I'm making the right decision because they might be trying to protect you and your mom too because like you don't know and like what they know probably has hurt them a lot and they want to protect you from that, but it's not fair. You, it's not, you can't make a choice or choose a side unless Mm -hmm. you know everything. Yeah. Okay guys, it is time for listeners advice. This is where you people, the listeners uh, call in and give us your own advice on previous segments and calls and episodes.
1: This is from the episode with Ned Fulmer um, about the um, caller who was, Having an affair with a married man, Mm. but um, he was in an open relationship. So this is somebody that's calling with some similar advice or similar experience. I'm
0: excited. Open relationships. Home wrecking. Hi, Megan. um, I was listening to your episode with Ned, and I came across the one about the girl
8: who is in seeing a married man who's in an open relationship, and that hit me hard. I am 25 years old, kind of in the same situation. I'm no longer really in the situation, actually. For the past six months, it felt like she was. I was sleeping with a married man who was in an open relationship. We met on a dating app. Uh, He is probably one of the sweetest, coolest guys I've ever met. We are now friends, but I started gaining feelings and started getting jealous of. the other girls that he slept with because he slept with other girls and it was hard for me and i was very open with him and he was very cool with the fact that i could no longer do that relationship anymore and like i said we are still friends we are still close we talk often not as often but he was very cool with it and i think people in that sort of situation are very understanding of People who prefer a monogamous lifestyle because they get that they have just a different way of thinking, more or less than not. So, the guy that she is sleeping with probably will be very understanding and know that it's not something for everybody. So, I like your advice of just kind of being open with him and telling him exactly how you feel. Definitely will end up being the best choice for her and she'll find somebody for sure who is willing
0: to do monogamy with her i want to give her advice stop talking to that guy
2: yeah you <laughs> should you should move on from that one here and here's the thing i totally don't judge open relationships i think if it's what works for you mm-hmm. that's amazing but damn where do you get the time i don't know I don't he was, know. has a wife Plus Girlfriend. you, plus other she girls you the with? other
0: girls, like not even necessarily the, the wife. wife. Yeah. Just, yeah. wow. He must wow. Like, make his own hours. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he has Shit, to. I make my work own from hours. Home, but- <laughs> I know. Who's we'll so got the damn time? Gosh. Maybe he won the lottery or something. Yeah, but maybe, I, maybe yeah.
1: He doesn't work. <laughs>
0: maybe he's, he's going to be so rich.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is his job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Getting
2: bitches. But I really, I like your perspective though and I, your advice makes sense to me that 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 he would be very understanding if uh, one of his uh, extramarital partners was not interested in in doing that anymore. Uh, Because in theory, if you're doing an open relationship correctly, you should be getting fulfilled pretty much emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to fulfill all needs. And so if one person who doesn't have another supportive partner to work with is saying that they can't keep doing that with someone who is in a position that has mul- like multiple yeah. partners fulfilling multiple needs. It would make sense that that person then says, "Oh, no worries. I totally get it. You need more than I can give because I'm currently giving it to other people, and I'm satisfied with where I am." Yeah. Uh, so that sounds like sound advice, and you sound like you're mostly over this. Yeah, guy. dude, stop talking about mm-hmm. them. I know
0: you called to give additional advice, and like we're giving you advice, and you really didn't ask for it. Yeah, but, but like. Know. You need to, yeah. He can be, you can have so many great friends, but the second you develop feelings for a friend and, like, nothing yeah. happens from there or, like, you've hooked up and, it like, it backtracks, keeping that person in your life is just making it's just hindering you and like holding you back from moving on. Come
2: on, you're 25 and you're cool. Like you should just be meeting other people and talking to
0: other people and being friends with other people. You don't need to be friends with an older married guy. Cause you're also going to compare other people to him. If you start dating now Mm. and you still are talking to him, you're going to compare it to him. And then you're basically comparing somebody that you have a previous relationship with to somebody you go on one date with. Mm -hmm. And And it's, yeah, they're never going to win when you're competing with somebody who. You, are, you you want, but you can't have. It's yeah. so attractive. And also think about it. You
2: only, you describe him as being like the sweetest, nicest guy you've ever known, but you've never known him in a relationship, in a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship where you guys live together and someone doesn't do the dishes or there's some like where you have fights over little things because you're only ever getting the fantasy version of him, which is like he, I say I don't know, I'm making it up now, but like he whisks you away once a week oh, wow. and you have like, a job? wonderful <laughs> weekend or something. I don't know, but like if it's on that kind of a, uh, a schedule where like, you guys are doing this one thing together. It kind of remains in a fantasy world, and yeah. you see him in a fantasy way of being this nice, wonderful guy who then also has a nice, wonderful, understanding wife. But, like, they probably fight. Yeah. He probably has annoying habits. That you're seeing you- him on the
0: terms that he wants to see mm-hmm. you,
2: and you're going to get that version And not of necessarily him. as a real person and partner. Yeah. And you need to go out and date other people. Yeah.
0: And I think this is, like, a great thing for you to now, anyone listening, like, to know about, like the fact that, like, there isn't any... And, like, we've had people who've come on the podcast who, like, have been in or are in open relationships and about how there's, like zero hard feelings to people who try it and it's not like mm-hmm. a, oh you tried it tough shit you already signed up for this you thought you were cool with it yeah how like, dare you back out yeah. now and even if, if, if even if like this doesn't mean that like you're not cut out for open relationships in general like you might be like this might just be like a situation where you developed like you you had feelings for him that were like far too developed for you to have this relationship with him but maybe later on in life you're gonna be with somebody else and then you're gonna have an open relationship with them and you're gonna be at a place where you're that like that you're okay with doing mm-hmm. that. And so I think um listening to yourself but also knowing that like even like if you're going to be friends with someone that you've had sex with and had feelings for and like they ended it, you maintaining a friendship and feelings for them when you're single and you're not like yeah. with somebody else, mm-hmm. there's a part of you even if you don't want to admit it is kind of holding out hope that either you're going to like get more chill, quote unquote, mm. or he's gonna want to be with you in that way like you're just not closing that door yeah. when you really 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 should because you're ho- you're, yeah you're preventing other people from coming into your life because you've got one foot still still yeah. in that pond but thanks for calling in to give advice to someone else and then we just gave you <laughs> yeah. unsolicited advice how fun is that's, that I feel like that's honestly deal. what it's become now like <laughs> yeah. I'm like call in like now we're gonna now you gonna give advice. your advice but we're also still gonna give you, you advice more. it doesn't stop no, none of it stops the advice never stops a going boy. Never sleeps, mm. and neither it do we. Like that's our don't. new tagline.
6: <laughs> we, never uh, we never sleep, so
0: neither, neither do we. we. Yeah, because yeah. we have to. Yes, is that great? That is
1: terrific. Well,
0: someone didn't read the Instagram caption because I fucking used it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Oh, uh, guys! Oh my gosh! Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy holidays. Ooh, that was Mary Poppins. <laughs> okay,
1: did you get it? Did you guys see that movie? It's out right now. Oh, it <laughs> not is spawn. not fun,
0: not fun, but it's out. We do know how it is. We
2: in the past have not seen it. What weird know. is
0: Christmas? We are here, <laughs> obviously, right now. Clearly, if
2: you see any photos of me in Canada, they are <laughs> from photoshopped. Don't worry them Yeah,
0: <laughs> fake news you
1: everybody. See me with my beautiful, beautiful nieces and nephews.
0: Oh, so cute. Yeah, she's not there, so don't, 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 ooh and ah, Megan. Um, guys, if you want to check. Check out Aislinn. I was going to plug you because I can because I know all of your socials, but you can plug yourself. But they're also pretty easy. They're just
2: my name. It's at Aislin Paul for both Twitter and Instagram. Check it out if you want. Instagram's usually a pretty chill photo place. It's a pretty and then dope time. Twitter yeah. is just me, you know, retweeting really sad, horrible <laughs> news stuff and but sometimes getting really
0: angry. Memes too. We they, just actually we just just DM each other. The memes few and far that's between these yeah. days.
2: I'm really, it's like purely, I hate everybody.
0: Yeah, no, my Twitter, I looked at it recently. I don't know the last thing I've retweeted that hasn't been it like- It was just
2: like a funny joke.
0: Angry and political. Yeah,
2: that's like,
1: what most of my stuff is. Too. I said,
2: do you guys follow Johnny Sun? uh he's like a cartoonist um on twitter but Uh -uh. he's so lovely and he runs a wonderful twitter account that i like following uh here's a plug for johnny (laughs) Sun. um but he like wrote a tweet that was just like i think 2018 killed memes oh like haven't seen a good meme in months
0: wow yeah yeah no i guess i guess you're right i haven't Sorry, all the (laughs) meme accounts have died Merry Christmas. Merry
7: Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. <God>. Uh,
0: <laughs> if you want to uh, follow Melissa and I, our socials will be also be listed down below. Follow us on Instagram and all that shiz. Um, if you want to find out where to listen, watch, uh, and if you just want more info on the podcast, go to don't blame me. Show. But if you're watching this on YouTube, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher. Listen, subscribe, rate us if you are listening. Go watch us on YouTube. See, see the festiveness that you have been hearing about. Yeah, we put in so much work. Yeah, there, there are things here. We're gesturing to the things mm-hmm. which you won't know it's we're gesturing you to. Unless know you do You what gestures we're it. making. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. That one was a joke. <laughs> Ooh, a flash the <laughs> <is a> tip. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bra. I could really just like free ball. I'm wearing
1: one for the You're first a time. you wearing Yeah, Why? because I had on that white. Sure, oh, so, so mm-hmm. it'd be color and shape yeah that's always the white. white makes it so like you yeah. can't pick
0: either arm yeah it's like areola and nip mm-hmm. okay guys um well we hope you're having a very happy holiday um i hope uh things are going good i hope the world's great right now and um if you want to call in for another episode leave us a voicemail at 310 694 976 and international listeners you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com and we will see you Next week. Next week. I was going to say new in the new year, but it's not a week enough. Nope. Nope. Wait. Will it be the new year? No, there's 31 days.
1: It's on New Year's Eve.
0: <gasps> we Cute. will see Cute. you or hear you and you'll see, you'll see us and you'll hear us. We won't see you and hear you. Mm. That'd be creepy. Uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Okay, guys. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa Demont. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carly, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs>
2: oh.